over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. Well, once again, the Blackhawks take on an undefeated team. And said undefeated team stays undefeated. The Boston Bruins come into Chicago. They shut out the Blackhawks. They sweep the season series. And they outscore the Hawks 6-1 to in two games. And the only goal for the Hawks to show for is Connor Bedard's first career NHL goal a couple weeks ago. Nearly had his third tonight, which would have started the scoring and maybe told a different story However, it's just not how this one was going to work out. Boston challenged the call, got the offsides call, the goal was called back, and then Boston cruised to a 3 nothing victory. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight, so we're a little crunched for time. But if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. You can call, you can text. And right now, you can listen to our pal Troy Murray, who's up in the radio booth. He broke down the game with John Wideman tonight. And, Troy, this is just kind of more of the same. Similar things to the Vegas game, but I I do think the Hawks had some better structure offensively, especially early on. I feel like the third period wasn't as devastating as the game against the Golden Knights. But, I mean, once again, this is just competition against a very talented team, one that's not going to make many mistakes and going to capitalize on the mistakes that you make. And once they were able to get a 2-0 lead and, elevated to 3 nothing. It was really tough for the Hawks to come back in this one. They're right there after 40 minutes in the Vegas game. You're tied 2-2. This one you're down by 1, one nothing, heading into the third period. So you're just hoping something good is going to happen. You can get that one opportunity, tie the game up, and you know see what happens after that. But like Vegas did, like Boston did, they're good teams. They know when they, can, they have to pick up their play. And I thought in the third period... You know, they, they kind of dominated. They didn't give the Blackhawks many opportunities. Seven shots on goal in the third period, trying to chase the game, trying to come back. There's not many opportunities, and you didn't see second and third chances. Boston does such an excellent job of protecting the, their defensive zone. Their goaltenders are excellent. And it was a struggle again to, to find off offensive opportunities in this game, just like it was against Vegas. Good teams don't give you anything that you don't earn, and the Blackhawks right now are having a hard turn time earning those opportunities. Not that they're not trying, but they're having a hard time generating those chances. We're only seven games in, but once again, Troy, the goaltending is huge for the Hawks right now, keeping them in games. We talked about it a lot last season where if the goaltending isn't this stellar, these games get lopsided a lot more quickly, and it makes it a lot more difficult for teams to be motivated. It makes it a lot more difficult to, to feel like you're in a game. Peter Mrazek, once again, with a great performance tonight, and he and Arvid Sutterbloom have really cruised along and, and kept the Hawks in these games to, to keep them very competitive until the third period. Uh, the Blackhawks have not outshot an opponent this season. And some of the games, it's been a wide margin as far as the discrepancy in shots on goal. The last two games, 41-18, uh, 24 apiece in that game against Vegas. And then tonight, uh, heavily outshot, 43-23. So, you know, that kind of tells the story of, you know, where the game is being played and how much pressure is being put on the Blackhawks goaltending to be excellent. And through 40 minutes, Mrazek was excellent. Not a whole lot he could do on the two goals that were scored, but both goaltenders, Soderbloom, 
against Vegas tonight against the the Bruins. It was uh, um, Peter Morazic. They're doing their job. They're giving this team an opportunity to be in the games, and they have to find a way to clean up their own their own end a little bit better, take pressure off them. And they said they got to spend more time in the offensive zone. That gives your defense and your goaltending a little bit of a breather, so you're not facing such a barrage throughout the the entire game. Um, give them credit. I mean, the goaltending, as you said, uh, my pal Joe, that, that has been great <laughs> all season long. Um, this is great. We're going to be pals all year long with this now. Um, Connor Bedard nearly had his third goal of the year, and it was very similar to his goal the other night in the opener against Vegas. Uh, the national broadcast on TV put up a stat how Bedard had 20 shots on goal in his first four games. I think he's had four shots on goal in his last three games. Now, again, look at the teams that he's gone up against, Boston, Vegas, Colorado. But is there something else? Is it is it just the defense from the opposing team that's limiting him, or, or is there more to um, Connor Bedard having that little shots on goal? I, I think you factor everything into it. Um, it we talked about this at, at the beginning, about the expectations put on a, a just-turning-18-year-old young man in the NHL. And there was so much hype, and there has been so much hype, that you got to think that in some ways it's taking its toll emotionally. There was a lot of energy for him coming in and getting those opportunities, scoring his first goal in Boston, his second game, three-game point streak to start the season. You know, things looked like they were good. But sometimes what happens is that emotion and that adrenaline after the first few games kind of becomes a reality of how tough it is to play in the NHL, the travel that uh, the Blackhawks have seen early on here. And that's certainly not an excuse. Nick Foligno was not going to use that as an excuse as well. But it's a reality for a guy like uh, Bedard. Yeah, he traveled on the buses out west, and it, it's a little bit of a travel issue. But the grind and the, the type of games that are played, no easy games for Connor Bedard for his entire career. They're going to focus on him. They're going to take away time and space. And I think you're kind of seeing that happen right now where there's a little bit of a drop-off in his energy, a little bit of drop-off in the emotion uh, that he had coming into the season. And certainly the expectations got to be weighing heavily on a guy that has dominated every year that he has played coming into this year. So I think it's got to be a little bit frustrating for him not to have these opportunities. But every time he's touching the puck, these bigger, more mature players are taking advantage of that time and space. They're taking it away from him. It's not easy. He's not getting those opportunities. You saw what can happen when he does have time and space. That pass from Charlie Coyle out of the corner from the Boston Bruins, just a terrible play right into the slot area, and Connor Bedard was waiting there. Bang, that puck was in the back of the net so quick. He can score goals when he has time and space, but even when you see him coming down, these defensemen are good. They're big, strong. They know how to play position. These little toe drags in the middle of the ice area that would work in junior are probably not going to work to the to that degree. And I think he's learning that this is a tough league to play in. Well, we were very pleased with how Luke Richardson was able to get this team aggressive, motivated to play a lot of games throughout the year where they're matched up against teams that on paper are better than them. And that's the, the frustrating thing about this beginning of the season is the schedule really does not let up. I mean, next is Vegas. After that, Arizona. Okay, maybe that's more of a breather. But then Florida and Tampa twice. So 
I mean, this is going to be a, another stronger <laughs> test for, for Luke Richardson and this team once again. He and his coaching staff do an excellent job, and they make it fun coming to the rink, even though it's under tough circumstances. So last year, the team was so competitive. Um, and and other, other than a guy like Patrick Kane, there, there really wasn't a lot of high-end talent on that team last year, but it was built on the premises of these guys are going to work hard for 60 minutes. We're going to give it everything we had. At the end of the night, if, is it good enough? We don't know, but we're certainly going to try. This year, there's a little bit of a different feel to it and a little bit more of a challenge, I think, for the coaching staff because you look at it and you say, okay, you know, we're, we're a more offensive team. We've got Lucas Reichel here. We've got Connor Bedard here. How do we create more offense? And it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a learning curve for these young guys. And, and, again, I look at Lucas Reichel coming in here, everybody thinking that, you know, and I was one of them, thinking that, okay, this is he's, he played great in preseason. I, I hope that he carries over on here. And, you know, just like Connor Bedard, now all of a sudden things are not coming easy for Lucas. And you feel some pressure and you want to get that first point. He hasn't got a point yet as it moves game to game and it doesn't get any easier. And it certainly, as you talked about the schedule coming up here, is not going to be any easier. So all of a sudden, six games turns into ten games, and they haven't got a point there now. It's like, okay, are we going to scrap this center idea? Are we going to move them back to wing? You know, you would hope that everything kind of fell into place for a lot of these younger players. Defensively, I think the guys on the blue line have done a pretty good job. Vlasic has been solid all season long. Another solid game tonight here. You know, Korczynski looks like he's going to stick around. He's only 19. Uh, Wyatt Kaiser, I like him. He had a couple rough plays in in this game tonight, but that's going to happen when you've got good teams like Boston forcing the issue, knowing how to forecheck, taking away your options. Uh, So it's going to be a struggle this year, I I think. And and not that there's high expectations, but you know what? They they want to see the progress moving along forward here. And this has just been a really tough stretch to to start the season. I don't know if I've seen a stretch like this where, and I'm not saying there's any easy games in the NHL because there certainly is not any easy games. But when you're playing elite teams that are Stanley Cup contenders, the way that the Hawks have played to start this season, it has been tough. Yeah, I mean, we're talking four straight games potentially with undefeated opponents. I mean, that that is a factor. That is uh, something that you got to give credit to, to that part because that is tough. But like you said, the coaching staff did a great job with this last year, getting this team motivated. They're just going to need to do that once again. And the leadership core that was brought in for this squad too. And, and so far, that's been a very positive light. Um, so it's just back to work for them, too, to, to keep the spirits and positivity high in the dressing room. Yeah, I mean, if you look across the league, there's been some surprises to start the season. The Red Wings are a pleasant surprise, um, heading in the right direction. Edmonton loses again tonight in Minnesota. Oh, wow. So, yeah. um, you know, they're down 7-4, to four, I shouldn't say that, late in the third period. So they're going to go to 1-4-1, one, and one, and this is a team that everybody thought this is their year. Um it's a tough league. Mm-hmm. It's a tough league, and when you're 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 dealing with a lot of young players like the Black Blackhawks are to start this season, and what they're going to have all season long, um, because they want to see the growth. They, they, this is a process moving forward. You don't want to get frustrated with what's going on here because you knew coming in that there was going to be some growing pains individually. Though, when you look at Bedard, you look at Reichel. The focus on those two guys because those are offensive players, and you look at them as far as their numbers. Um, they've got to learn how to play the game, they, and, and, and this game. And Connor Bedard, 
in every level that he's had, has had control of the game. He's had control of the puck. He's got to figure out how he gets the puck back in the NHL, how to play better defensively to put himself in a position to start getting those pucks and putting the team in in an offensive mode. It's not easy. <laughs> You're playing against the best players in the world, and and nothing in this in this game is easy. And I think some of these players are are finding that out that this is a tough league to play in. Tough league and another tough game coming up. But Troy, we'll we'll let you go so you can get home and start reading your books on how to count cards so that you can get ahead of uh, the game out in Vegas for for the next Hawks road trip so you can come back with uh, a hefty profit. I am Rain Man when I walk into a casino. <laughs> I hear they everyone turns, the music stops, and they're like, "Oh wow, Troy's here." I have to have to I have to wear a disguise. I put my wig on, my toupee, and I I go in there with a little mustache and find just, my little table. Just just like the movies. Is John your spotter? Does John have a, a signature move when the table's hot to, yeah, to lead he you does. to he's, it? He's he's giving me the the signal from the bullpen what I need to do. <laughs> As long as we don't have to put a tarpaulin over the whole table. I was just going to say, if you're coming out of the bullpen, just avoid the tarpaulin, okay? (laughs) My pal Joe. All right, pal Troy. You tell my pal John Wideman, thank you very much, along with yourself. And uh, we'll talk to you. He's right here listening. (laughs) We'll talk to you in a couple of days. Great job, as always. And uh, we'll see you soon. We're going to make it fun this year, and uh, we're going to have a good time. Absolutely. We absolutely will. That is Troy Murray. He and John Wideman with call tonight as the Hawks fall to the Boston Bruins three to nothing here at the United Center. And yeah, I, I don't mean to make every conversation with Troy so devastating and dire, but there are some things to address, like Connor Bedard not being as explosive offensively in these last couple of games. But again, look at the competition. Look at what they're able to do and hold. Uh, Lucas Reichel we'll get into a moment. We are way behind on time. I quickly want to get to Leo in Albuquerque, though. He's always an avid listener and a very uh, passionate fan. Leo, go ahead. What do you got to say? You know, the legendary Troy Murray really stole a lot of my thunder, but I can excuse him for that. Uh, you know, I want to reiterate to the fans that we have a really tough schedule, and we're making those teams earn their Ws. And our goaltending, that is definitely a surprise. I am very happy with our goaltending. And I'm still optimistic, and uh, all I have to say is go Hawks. Spoken like a true goaltender, that's Leo in Albuquerque. Leo, thank you for the call. As always, he always chimes in on text or call. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. we got to get to a break. I do want to talk about Lucas Reichel, though, when we come back. Hawks fall to the Boston Bruins, 3 to nothing. Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Tonight's Player with the Most Heart is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. Let's give our Player with the Most Heart to Alex Vlasic. I thought he did a great job defensively once again. I asked Troy Murray in the intermission if he thinks that Vlasic has been the most consistent Blackhawks so far this year, and he said yes, or at least on the defensive side. Uh, Vlasic at one point had three breakups on the Blackhawks' first penalty kill. I thought the PK looked great on their first go-around against Boston earlier tonight. Obviously, the power play not looking great tonight, um, so still some struggles there. But uh, Vlasic continues to show his worth and his value and his um, 
being at the right spot at the NHL level, his worth here at the NHL level for the Hawks. I do want to talk about Lucas Reichel. He had three shots on goal tonight, but like we talked about in the pregame show, it was nice to see the generated chances that he had or that his line mates helped him get. I know there were a few opportunities for him where he either just kind of lost handle of the puck or he shoots it right to Jeremy Swayman's chest. I get that. I understand that there should have been more. But seven games into the season, this being Lucas Reichel's first go at consistently playing center at the NHL level, I'm not ready to jump ship just yet because this is still part of a rebuild. As, as exciting as it is to win the draft lottery and see what Connor Bedard can do, there are still so many pieces that have to be in place before the Hawks can get really competitive for a playoff situation. The ability to move Lucas Reichel to wing will always be there. It's always going to be there. I don't think you can stunt his growth by putting him at center because you give him more responsibilities, you give him more challenges, and he just learns the game more, not to mention works at the face-off circle more. So I'm not ready to jump ship just yet. I understand the frustration and the impatience with it, but I'm not ready to jump ship just yet. we got to take another break. Hawks fall to the Boston Bruins 3 to nothing tonight from the United Center. Blackhawks postgame show 720 WGN. Perry tried to tuck the puck in the short side. Deflects in behind the net. Here's Bedard in front. Shoots, he scores! Connor Bedard with a second power play goal in his many games. He labeled that one into the top right corner past Swayman. With authority, Connor Bedard makes it one nothing Hawks. On further video review, it was determined the play was offside. We have no goal. That was the closest the Blackhawks were to a goal tonight. It gets overturned, and this text from Aunt Nancy. Not my Aunt Nancy. She just signed it as Aunt Nancy. Overturned goal, a momentum killer. Hawks need a power play goal. Same script as Vegas game. Skate with them through two periods, then fold. Reichel, snake bit. Got to learn from these. I agree with you, Aunt Nancy. I think this third period was a little bit different than the one against the Vegas Golden Knights, but... A decent first two periods. Boston definitely outplayed the Hawks in the second period, but the Hawks kept it close. Just a tough one to take down an undefeated Boston Bruins team. we got to take one more break. We'll get you set up for the Hawks' next game against the Vegas Golden Knights. When we come back, Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Knights get it at center anyhow. Stevenson springs an Adio left circle. Drops behind, centering, they score! The captain, Mark Stone, finishes it off. First goal of the season for Mark. Vegas takes a 4-2 lead. That's Dan Duba, the radio voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. And our next game preview is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. The Hawks are off until Friday when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights in Sin City. And again, the Vegas Golden Knights trying to stay undefeated really quick before we sign off. If you're frustrated about tonight's loss, so is Luke Richardson, the head coach, saying, quote, I'm kind of, at this point, tired. One year is enough of we are a hard-working team. We want to push for more this year. We start off with good intention, but I find the other teams outworking us. Keep that in mind the next time you're frustrated with a Blackhawks loss. Again, a very tough opponent in Vegas on Friday. Blackhawks hockey's been sponsored by Sitco. When you start with Sitco, you're good to go. United Airlines, Anheuser-Busch. 
Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help back at the WGN studios and here at the United Center. Again, the Hawks fall to the Boston Bruins 3 to nothing. I'm Joe Brand. James Sears has your news next. After that, it's Raleigh James. Have a great rest of your Tuesday night, everybody. We'll talk to you on Friday. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.